When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we'll be talking about North End's new manager situation, looking over international duty, and looking ahead to the Norwich and Swansea games. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, a rare quiet weekend for us. I know. No games, what's going on? I don't like international weekends, no. mate. They're boring. Yeah. Do you know what I did instead of going to football? Go on. I went to get my COVID jam. <laughs> so I think I'd rather be at Deepdale, but... Well, the way North End are playing. Well, even, though, <laughs> even the way North End have been playing, I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have been uh, watching North End <laughs> than that. But, you know, so... Yeah, your other option is watching England beat San Marino for their 1,000th time <laughs> against part-timers. Good God. I watched that on Thursday night. It was okay. And uh, I, 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 I restricted myself to the highlights of the Albania game on mm-hmm. Sunday. Pl- played on a pitch where the grass was about up to the uh, up to the knees, wasn't it? You I know? think that's what I'll be getting soon. Yeah. With the Sunday league football coming back, That's what I think that's what I'd expect. Yeah, more park standing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, a few North Enders are on international duty, aren't they? But we'll, um, we'll come into that. But what we'll do, I think, we'll start with the... Elephant in the room, maybe? I don't know. North End's manager situation. Okay, mm-hmm. We'll get cracking on that. And Every man and the dog has been installed as favourite in the last week. <laughs> I think if if you mention their name and North End in the same sentence, they're now the odds-on favourite. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it started with Gareth Ainsworth was the favourite. Then Nicky Butt left Man United and he went down to odds-on. I think the most recent one is uh, Joey Barton, who's been odds-on as well. I think what we can take from it is that no one really knows what's going on. No, I think, t- to be fair, Tom, I think there's been five favourites since he started because I think straight away the bookies put Neil Harris there because he was a recent championship departure. You know, the, mm. the minute Alex Neil went when they opened the book, yep. they, they have to put some names Almost out. Almost like a placeholder, really, yeah, so, yeah, it? Yeah, it was, you know, so Neil Harris managed two championship clubs recently out of work. He was in first then. Gareth Ainsworth obviously went to the top of the betting and he stayed there a good four, three or four days. Almost once they realised, oh, it's Preston. Yeah. He's an ex-Preston. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's more <laughs> that's more um, appropriate. But um, and then then we had the Nicky Butt situation. Then it went on Saturday night. Went to Joey Barton mm. from out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's currently at Bristol Rovers in yeah after a month and not doing very well there yeah with an impending court case and things <laughs> like that it's it's a bit of a strange one event Grant McCann on Sunday went mm. um, top of the betting the whole manager I think it went back out we're recording this Monday morning mm-hmm. I think Joey Barton went back sort of level <laughs> with uh, with Grant McCann on Monday yeah. morning so it's Joey an open book fights yeah. back. <laughs> you, 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 you speak to a lot of bookies, though. They, they tell you that the book for a championship manager's job is not a big one. Mm. You know, there's there's bets go on it, but not to the extent of some other elements in football. Especially you can bet at on. the moment, because I feel yeah. like a lot of the ones that would normally be banded around have been taken up. Mm. And then those that have yeah. come out are like, well, I'll wait till the summer or, mm. or you know, I'll, I'll take a bit of time off. So yeah. it's like... 
it is kind of it seems like a period of time where it's just quite dry on the yeah. available manager front, really, isn't it? I would say at the moment you only need five or six half decent bets, you know, a tenner, twenty yeah. quid, and suddenly that that's enough to send someone to the top of the betting in in, in this length of book. So it, it it's not a it's not really a barometer of where where you're going, really. You know, yeah. I would say, you know, so, so uh, of the ones that have been, you know, instilled as favourites or, you know, high in the betting. Yeah, you, you know, you can see the argument for them very easily. Some, maybe not so. Mm. Uh, and I think, you know, it's going to ebb and flow at the moment. Um, obviously, you, you speak to North End and they're just, their tunnel vision towards, they've got eight games left. Yeah, and they need as many points. Yeah, they've the put Frankie McAvoy in interim charge and the focus is on, making sure press and get, you know, six points, seven points, whatever they need to sort of get that high watermark, that threshold to keep, you know, to to keep them out of the, you know, from getting dragged into that relegation battle. So that that's really where their energy is on at the moment. Mm. The, they are, you know, you'd like to think they will get six or seven points, wouldn't you, from yeah. eight games. Um, so that's where the focus is. And if they can get that, if they can get it quite quickly, they have got that sort of little comfort of having a bit of time mm. to have a look around. You know, like they've had, they've had 60 odd applicants for this job. Serious ones. We're not talking about you and me applying. I got North End to the Champions League on Football Manager. <laughs> have you not applied? Have you not applied? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. No, oh, not, th- not this time. No. But you always used to get it throughout time when, when you know, when, when a team sat the manager, you've always got your local Ricky or your local joiner. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can do a better job than him. You know, I've put my CV in. But we're, we're talking about genuine applications here mm. from or. You know, they're either CVs are arriving in, you know, or agents, agents are ringing up and said, look, you know, he might be available. He, he's out of work. He's available. Or in the summer, my lad might be coming out of, you know, coming into a position where he'd, he'd like a change and things like that. So you got, you know, you're getting either applications or expressions of interest, mm. uh, which for a championship job you should be doing, yeah. you know, like... From the outside looking at, you know, no, like championship for like we're, five we're, years now. Yeah, isn't it? we're sitting here, we're close to North End, you know, sort of like every fan we're there, like oh, it's not good enough, it's doom and gloom, mm. you know. But when you step outside and look at, you know, take a step back for what an outsider might be looking at, yeah, North End not in a great position at the moment. But as you say, established championship club, end of the sixth season coming up yep. at this level, um, you know, sort of a, a solid, you know. Mm. Solid, unspectacular championship club, really. And a rebuild might yeah. be quite inviting for some managers. Yeah. Then, you know, come in and really put your stamp on it. And, mm. and es- especially if they're going down this head coach route and, and that's the way they like to work, there'll mm. be lots of managers that'll be like, cool, mm. uh, you know, take that responsibility away from me. Let me come in and do my job. Mm. Bring me in a load of new players. I'll tell you the type of players I like. Bring me those in. Mm. Well, let's have a go. Yeah. Or if the, you know, we're talking about the head coach route, I still think there's a route for someone to be called a manager. If, mm. if, if the right person becomes available and leaps off the page at him, yep. who want to manage a title, I'm sure they'll get one. Yeah. I think whoever comes in, Tom, at North End, it's not going to be the manager or the head coach isn't going to sit there. I want him, him and him. Yeah. They're going to sit around the table and in, you know, how many, three or four of them, and they're going to sort of get the list out and they said, right, we need a centre-half, we need a striker, we need a right-back, we need possibly a left-back, we need um, a sitting midfielder or whatever. 
and then they're going to go, right, let's band some ideas around, and it's going to be a bit of a collective. Forget this Alex Neal signing, Simon Grayson signing, Graham Wesley signings <laughs> or something. They're going to be Preston North End signing. Yeah. That, that's the way. That, that's the way they're going to do it. And it's been increasingly more that way, really, yeah. hasn't it, for the last for the last few years? And <laughs> and I said it to you just before, actually, before we started recording. It's that if if North End are going this head coach route and um, it puts more onus on those above to get the signings right. Mm-hmm. Have they almost earned that right without sounding condescending or anything? Have the signings recently, have the moves that have been made, and I suppose you can include the contract situation in that, has that been good enough to go, we're going to go ahead, head coach route and we're going to carry on sorting things out at the moment if you look at January's recruitment no mm. if you go a bit further back mm. you do mm. have to give them some there's the credit there you know yeah. to balance it out you look at your Ben Pearson your Callum Robinson Tom Barkays and yep. Hugh Gill going yep. that you know there the, the has been some good signings Greg Cunningham managed, on a free yeah yeah they've managed to push on then I don't know this January it seems to have unravelled a bit hasn't it mm. you know and um so jury's out on that one, you know. Arguably, even in the summer with mm-hmm. contracts yeah. getting that extra, it, it probably decisions should have been made in the summer to get proper yeah. money and, and not have to come into the season without hanging over. We, we spoke about this last week, didn't yeah. we? I think nowadays you really twelve months is your, your yeah, cut off point. Yeah. yeah, eighteen yeah. months is probably the ideal time to be selling. Yeah. You know, if someone's if someone's in, intimated they don't want to stay, mm-hmm. I think you know to get top dollar. You know, they need a good 18 months left on the contract. And if they're on the edge, Mm -hmm. no one's bigger than the club. No, If they're on the edge, you just got to say, right, well, he wasn't committing. We'll go and get someone who is committed. I think think in general, that'd be Mm -hmm. a better way to go. But yeah, I suppose if you look, take a a, a long view of it, it hasn't, you know, I suppose there wasn't, there was a time not too long ago where we'd be sat here going, North End get the recruitment right. North End do the recruitment really well. So it's like, you know, yeah. the short short memories in football really, isn't it? And you yeah. get judged. I mean, I suppose like Alex Neal, who's doing a good job up until this season, yeah. that you're kind of only as good as maybe your last sign in it in the same way that, that, you know, players are only as good as the last game. Maybe the board are only as good as the, their last sign and all this sort of stuff. So it had this situation come into effect maybe 12, 18 months ago, people wouldn't question it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's it's worth questioning at this oh, moment yeah. in time. Definitely, yeah. Hit and miss, I'd say, at the mm. moment. But there's, there's certainly, you can't ignore, you know, like, recently it's not been, you know, the, the position in the table at the moment mm-hmm. and the way this season has gone would point to the recruitment not being as good recently. But then again, when we've gone through those names in the past... Um, there has been some very good recruitment. You could even go recently, Emil Reese. You know, like mm. I, th- I think there's a player there. I yeah. really do think there's a player there. I don't maybe he's not been using the right way or in the right games recently. Yeah, that's another issue. But he was the only signing of the sort of last summer's stroke autumn window. Now at the moment, with his return recently, you might say a bit of a miss. But from what we've seen earlier on in his stay mm. at Deepdale in the right games he's done you know I think there's a real play there yeah when he first came in it was it was like <laughs> Jesus had been resurrected back in into into deep there yeah. everyone was loving him and, and he, he was ran, quick he, he was right pacey it. yeah yeah you think yeah. The, the away matches QPR and uh, Huddersfield when he came in they yeah. couldn't cope with him yeah 
You, yeah. you know, really did, you know. Who was it? Who was it against? I don't know why I've got Redding in my mind, but when, yeah, he, Redding, when yeah. he, he stood the defender up on the edge of the box yeah. and was, he had another man who was like, no, <laughs> took on the defender and scored. Like, yeah. he, he was just doing what he wants at that point, wasn't he? And, and you think, if he starts, you know, taking games by the scruff of the neck and carries that on, you know, you, you can see a, a player I in there. I even remember his debut at Brentford. I think he came on for mm. the last 10, 12 minutes. And even in that point, he had a shot. He had the confidence to have a shot from, you know, not, not a tight angle, but sort of to the side of the box, which wasn't too far over. And you thought, yeah, mm. you know, he, he looks like he's uh, he's prepared to have a goal this lad, yeah. you know. And I just think in line with the rest of the team, the conf- you know, when yeah. results don't come, his confidence is dragged out. Especially as a striker when you're not scoring as many and he'll come on for maybe 10, 15 here and there. It's another game where he's not scored. Even though he's not on for long, it'll feel, you know... It's hard to get into a game, game sometimes yeah. like that. Yeah, so... Yeah. But what I'm saying, we're dragging it away to an individual there, but I'm just saying, in terms of the recruitment, you know, you mm. might put him... Yeah, you know, he, he, there's a potential, you know, very potentially yeah. good sign in there. Ben but Whiteman's another for me. Yeah, yeah, but I think his again, I think his levels have dipped. Yeah, over the last few weeks. Yeah, not influencing him as much. Again, that's probably the confidence of the team. The yeah. confidence, you know, the confidence the the, the Alex Neil had in his team. He'd, he'd lost confidence in himself. He'd lost confidence in the players yeah. by the end. I think they were almost going out there thinking how do we manage to win yeah. rather than like you know it, it, it was kind of they almost expected not to get a positive result mm-hmm. and then if if you like that you know and it's I think it was part of kind of the routine that we're in the rhythm yeah. the rut they were in it's that it's not unique that to Preston it's no. happened to a lot of teams who have you know you hit once you get on a lull it's hard yeah it's, it's it works your way around sometimes if you get on a, a decent run a winning run as you've seen before, you f- you're formidable, aren't you? You, yeah. you go out there and you just think, well, another yeah. three points today. It's only a matter of time. That, you're in that confident mindset. But yep. then again, when you're in the other direction, which North End are at the moment, sometimes mm. you're sat there thinking, where's the next point coming from? Where's yeah. the next goal coming from? It's a very similar thing where you get to 80 minutes and you think, oh, we're still going to win this game. Yeah. Whereas the other way, it's 80 minutes like, oh, we're losing yeah. it in the last 10 today. Like yeah. it's Against it's, Luton, that was it, Tom. Yeah. 83rd minute Luton scored. When Millwall. Yeah, when North End hit the sort of eighty-minute mark mm-hmm. earlier in the season, he might be right. We've got ten minutes to go and win this. Let's pile it forward. Yeah. The mindset probably against Luton had turned to: we've got ten minutes to go. We need a point. Yeah. Let's try and keep it safe at the ten back. Ten minutes to not lose. Yeah, and you know it's, it's total reverse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we'll move on to uh, a bit of international duty. Two North End players called up. Jason Malumbi, Alan Brown, and Alan Brown gets his first goal for Ireland. Yeah, against uh, Serbia last Thursday, but they've mm. had an absolute shock since then, haven't they? <laughs> Poor guy. He gets his first international goal, mm. they lose, and then they go to Luxembourg. Well, be, be, being beaten at home by Luxembourg, and to be fair, I watched quite a bit of the match, mm. and you couldn't complain about the result. To be mm. fair, I thought Ireland were absolute impotent. You know, they, yeah. they were not making any inroads, they weren't working the keeper, and to be fair, Luxembourg... You know, they had a couple of chances, you know, in the first half to score. And, you know, they forced the keeper into, a, you know, a good save. You know, one underneath his bar, he had to sort of backpedal and, and, and tip it, sort of flip it back into play. And um, you'd say fair play to Luxembourg. You know, mm. my experience of Luxembourg, I remember him way before your era, Tom. You know, back, <laughs> back in the 70s, I remember England 
beating them 9-0 once. You know, I was only a kid then. I thought, wow. And that's always stuck in my head. That's that's what you should be doing to teams like yeah. Luxembourg. Yeah. Teams like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the <laughs> Republic of Ireland go and get beat by him. Brown played the full game in that one. Malumbi just came on as a late sub. Yep. They both started in Serbia, hadn't they? So, uh, yeah, not the best for him. No, he's had a bit of a tough time as late. He loses it. Alex Neal is a big part of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, poor season... Um, red card yeah then Neil gets sacked then he goes away with Ireland it's like scores his goal it's like oh things are looking up no you lose and then you lose again (laughs) the the only thing you think with Brown is yeah he's suspended for the two games after Easter isn't he Mm. got over Easter he's got Easter off hasn't he yeah but at least when you know if he hadn't been on international duty it would have been a hell of a long ban it would have been Mm. Luton which it was then it would have been two weeks without a game then it would have been two more games and you know like Brentford's the first one back from him. That would have been like three weeks without some football, but at least he's got some games. And you know, yeah. I think they're playing Qatar on um, in Hungary of all places on um, naturally on 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 Tuesday. So that that's possibly another game for him. Whether they play him in that one, I don't. I'm not too sure. But mm. um, but yeah, at least he comes back. You know, yeah. as sort of match fit. Yeah, rather, kept him really. ticking over on it really. Yeah, Malumbi's a strange one as well, uh, Tom. I don't know when he first came. I thought he looked a right player, but mm. Um, he's not really been used a lot recently. No, as he, his, no. his best run was um, Middlesbrough. He wrote him on as a half-time sub. Once had lost Brown to the red card. What a yeah. few minutes before half-time, he took Sinclair off and put Malumbi on. You know, an extra presence in midfield. I nearly mentioned when you were yeah. saying about um, Whiteman fading away. I nearly said like Malumbi yeah. similar, where he he started really strong like Whiteman yeah. and just kind of. But Whiteman's been in the team all the time. Mm. To be fair, Malumbi's been taken out of it rather mm. harshly at times. I think. Mm. Um, he he played at Millwall, didn't he? I think Brown missed the Millwall match with an injury, and yeah. Malumbi came in then against the club he was on loan last season with. Um, but he could be one who benefits from things having changed around a bit. There was something I read some interesting quotes. Alan Brown was up for um, media duties in, in the Republic of Ireland, Ireland yeah. in the build-up to the Serbia game. And he was talking about Malumbi in there, and he thought he'd been impressed by Malumbi, as you, as you will say about a teammate. But I think he hit the nail on the head. He said, sometimes if you're a lone player, when things are going well, you're in that team. But when things aren't going well, sometimes as a lone man, you're taken out of the team, you know, and it's a sort of more reliable sort of yeah. player who the managers work with a lot, um, who's who gets in the team. You know, maybe DJ's been getting the It was, of wasn't it? It's him, Potts yeah. and Brown yeah. that are generally preferred ahead of him, aren't yeah. they? In those? And then if you further back, even Gallagher's been used recently, mm. you know, so... Malumbi's been on the fringes of it, and if it's a case of Malumbi auditioning to get back and to get a permanent move to North End and show what he's about, he's not getting that chance. Mm. But equally, if there is a chance of signing Malumbi, is he going to really think, do I want to come here in the summer mm. and I've not been playing? Well, yeah. Seven starts, four sub appearances, and you know probably three or four games now, and he's been an unused sub at times. Now he he might be thinking, well. I'm going back to Brighton in the summer. If I'm not, I'm not playing at Brighton. Mm-hmm. I came on loan to get some regular football. I ain't getting it. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting one. Because I, I, I do quite like the look of him. I do like the look of him for yeah. what he could offer. Yeah. But a champ, a player, fair enough on the fringes of a Premier League club, but who's probably going to be a ch- good Championship player. Mm. He ain't going to come mm. somewhere where you've not been playing. Especially when he wants to play for Ireland. Yeah, exactly. You got your international thing. You, you know, mm. it's your club form which you'll get it. You know, there's a lot of Championship players playing the. 
Republic Island team, isn't there? Yeah. You know, so yeah, he's not going to want to uh, I think shut he, that away. And I don't think Brighton would be too impressed if no. uh, you know when it when it comes to having a look at a, a loan player being used. I, I'm a great believer, to be fair, of like if a player goes on loan. It's up to that club yeah. if they play him or not. None of this sort of... He's got to earn his stripes. Yeah, you've got to earn your stripes. You, there, there shouldn't be this sort of under pressure to pay and we, the less you play him, the more you, have one, to, the, more, the more you have to pay. Yeah. yeah, I think that's wrong because you're not teaching, especially with real young players, you're not teaching them a life experience. No, he doesn't there. need to earn his no. place, does he? Of course, you know, no, you know, you don't, you, you don't want a player from the... Footballers have got, you know, at a higher level these days, from, the, from, from academy age onwards... Everything's on a plate for him mm. in terms of kit, pictures, you know, being taken to facilities, you know, and whatever. But when when it gets actually on, onto the pitch, they need to like, you know, earn, yeah. you know, the, you know, they need to earn that respect, the the right to play. And know? from a club point yeah. of view, if, mm. if and because North End don't do it, so it's I can kind of say it. But if 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 my team was playing a guy just to save a bit of cash, mm-hmm. like that's just not on. No. You pay, you play your best team. You there's do, no, yeah. there's no other reason. There's not. Some big Premier League club who's now dictating mm. how my team picks yeah. their team like that's just not yeah. No. But that's, I suppose that's why I did the whole under twenty three concept of like uh, of under twenty three teams in the Papa John's Cup or whatever it's <laughs> yeah. called nowadays, the, the Pizza Hut Express Cup or yeah. whatever it is. I just don't like that idea of like you know oh, the only route the only route for young players is to like you know you know sort of playing these competitions and things like that they need to go out on loan and yeah. they, need, they need a good half season a full season earning the stripes you know that's why like when yeah. you see the England team half of the team have played in the championship they've gone, because dropped, they've gone out on yeah, loan they've dropped into the AFL and they've done well they've earned yeah. the stripes you know yeah. they've you know, the hard, you know they've learnt the hard yards haven't they yeah so. and done the done, the, done yeah. the proper thing but I suppose um, Mullumby there was uh, I think it was was it not around when like they decided that Brown needed was needed in centre midfield mm-hmm. and then yeah. it was kind of Malumbi that dropped out but then you have Whiteman who was kind of playing that deeper role yeah. and as you say Galley's also come in there mm-hmm. you've then got DJ in the number 10 or Potts which is another position that Malumbi was, was quite often in and you've either got Brown as the club captain or Ryan Ledson who's now made a return and it's like you've got two for every one of those three positions in the midfield mm-hmm. And then all of those who were signed permanently, and then you've got to think: Do we chuck this lone guy in who might may or may not be here next season? I know it's different now that Galley's going to be a coach till the end of the season, um, but you can kind of see where it sort of falls away for him, and it's it's just a bit. I know, but at the, at the moment it? they need points, and yeah. I think they should be. At the moment, I would say Malumbi is impressing more than one or two others. Mm. I don't care if he's on loan or not. Yeah. You know, it should be picked on merit or otherwise. Yeah. We said about loan players having to earn the stripes. What position? You know. Malumbi. Because mm. I, I saw your tweet the other day and I agree that Brown yeah. is best suited to the 10. 10, yeah. I think Malumbi could be more of an 8. Mm. You know, like if we were all getting yeah, continental yeah, yeah. with our numbers here, yeah. you know. And to be fair, just, just going back to the international thing, they had Roy Keane on as a pundit for the England and San Marino match. And he looked scathingly at the uh, presenter when they were talking about different roles for holding midfielders and attacking midfielders. And he just scowled and said, midfielders should be able to do everything. Yeah. Two pigeon all these days. And I agree, to be fair. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you're always going to have your slight strengths and your, your slight mm. weaknesses. But as I say, a midfielder, I do think, should be, be able to do a bit of everything. But I do think the North End, you know, like, North End have got the best out of Brown. 
when they played him as a number 10. He, yeah. he scored 13 goals one season from there. Yeah. They used to have him and Potts behind the main striker. He played this sort the of... Running the running 10s. running 10s, yeah, but it worked for him. You yeah, know, so, yeah. Uh, and then what do you do? Drop DJ? Well, at the been moment... Been out of form, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's hit form at all. Really. Yeah. I like DJ. I think yeah. he's a cracking player. But um, I don't think he's shown it recently. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd admit that himself. Yeah, he did. He did admit that he'd been a bit distracted and all that sort mm. of stuff. And uh, yeah, I suppose it's one of those. Uh, again, it's just another. But, but he symptom. does bring experience, though, doesn't he? You yeah, know, like. Uh, and he's been used in the number eight position in the yeah. past and mm-hmm. things like that. He, he's yeah. he's vocal on the pitch, knows mm-hmm. the system. What system could we see from Frankie McAvoy? Exactly. You'd hope something has to change, Tom, mm. doesn't it? You know mm. when a. There's no point making a change and not, you know, a change of a manager or and putting a caretaker in if if he's not going to change anything. So if we see a four-two-three-one, I'd be really surprised. I was going to say if he starts with yeah. a four-two-three-one, yeah. what's your reaction? Because uh, to me, like, I wouldn't react too badly straight no. away. It's who's in there and, and how it, you play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can play four-two-three-one, and then the wing backs could be yeah. up the other end of the pitch, and it's it's completely, you know, it's, yeah. it's completely random. I'm really not expecting foot. a four-two-four or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, with, with with two wingers absolutely pinned to the touchy lines yeah. and the bylines with two strikers, but. You'd like to think it'd be a bit more attacking because mm. North, North End, the they need points. I don't think they're going to go get those by sitting off no. and like uh, defending deep and picking up nil nils. That's not going to work. They need wins. They need to go and put the ball in the net. I think as well. I was just thinking we don't really know what kind of coach is probably harsh, but we don't really know what kind of like especially head coach mm. Frankie McAvoy no, is. No, he's a he, bit of um, he might be quite pragmatic or he might yeah. be completely gung-ho and yeah. it, you don't you don't know how much he's kind of he gives to Alex Neal and Alex Neal goes, Well I'm doing this and you just kind of have to go, Yeah okay I'll, I'll support that. At the moment he's an unknown figure isn't mm. he? Like we, we see him about I think I've done I've done three post match press conferences with him mm. When Alex was still in charge, couple and then, of seasons, weren't they? Yeah, and then, but that's that's been just really this season they mm-hmm. started, and then I had a word with him last week as well, you know, sort of one to one, which was you know nice to talk to him and get a few ideas. Um, but he, a lot of people at the moment will be linking him. He's Alex's man, you know. That yep. he came with Alex nearly was at Norwich and at Hamilton with him, but you, you probably be thinking that having been given the interim role, the the club will have, you know, said, look, we've parted company with Alex because we need to change something. Now, if, if you're going to appoint a caretaker, the caretaker has to implement some kind of change. There's got to be some kind of psycho- yeah. psychology change as well, I think, shift, about yeah. you've got to have something just to move things on because at the moment they're in a bit of a tailspin. Mm. Now, to get out of that, you've got to do something different. Either you alter training you know, you do some different stuff in training, you paint the dressing room walls different, <laughs> yeah. you know, just anything to change that, to move it away. Go from to the ground by a different route yeah, or something. Yeah, no, it. but you do have to change a routine. Yeah, so yeah. North End have got into this routine of sort of not being very good at the moment and yeah. like quite a negative mindset. Now they need springing out of that by somehow, as I say, whether it's by what they're doing in training, a slightly different approach, that different voice on the training ground, I suppose, you know, Players will have heard Frankie McAvoy, will have heard Steve Thompson, heard Galley to an extent, but suddenly there's the lead voice now. It's not Alex Neal who's the lead voice, it's mm. a different voice sort of give, giving the orders out and, 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 you know, the encouragement and the the coaching side of it. So yeah. you've just got to think by 
sometimes you know we hear a managerial bounce, don't we? Mm. You know, when when a when a manager goes and bringing a caretaker, that's what North End are hoping for. If they got a bounce against Norwich and something got three points from that, that's part way to what they need. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, but ju- just by changing the manager by relieving of his duties, that's a change of thinking, mm-hmm. that's a change of mentality, that's a whole sea change around the club, just like that, isn't it? So, How much does he benefit from fans not being there as well? Because if he, if he for example, if he lines up with a 4-2-3-1, mm-hmm. the fans immediately will kick off, yeah. until at least until they see the team. If they're in the stadium, mm-hmm. there's going to be that sort of murmuring, that sort of, and as like you say, he's part of the old regime. I think I, I think if fans are in the stadium, it'd be a great help for, to him. I really mm-hmm. do. We saw it with right. You go back to 2013. Graham Wesley's relieved of his duties. I'm not comparing Wesley to Neil, by the way, but mm-hmm. he was the last manager who North End to sack, sacked. to be sacked. Yeah, they brought John Dreyer in. Similar situation. One of pop, the best pop. nicknames in football, Tumble, can I say? Tumble Dreyer. Tumble Dreyer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. They, they brought John Dreyer in, who was a member of Wesley's staff, yeah. and being with him at Stevenage, you know, part of that little set with Marmia and Wesley, sat Marmia off, sat Wesley off, put Dreyer in charge. You could have thought, well, why, why are they putting John Dreyer in charge? He's part of the Wesley team. He's, he's going to bring exactly the same traits. Got a 2-0 win against Bournemouth up at the top of the league. You know, made seven changes, I think it was, on the day. It was a mindset change. It was, you know, everything changed. And and, and the difference here is that I think John John Dre and Tumble knew he was in charge for one game. It was a sort of one game only thing while he wait for Simon Grayson to, you know, to, to agree to come. Uh, while this one is going to be a slightly longer process, I think, you know, with, with mm. Frankie McAvoy there. But so it can work, you know, yeah. like, but I do think if fans are in the stadium, I think the loyal bunch North End, they would they have got. Right behind McAvoy, he would have clapped him as he come out of the tunnel, that long walk up the you know from yep. the corner, up, up, up the Invincibles. He would have got a big round of applause because at the end of the day, North End fans want North End to do well. Yep. We're all we're all we're all behind him. It doesn't matter who's in charge. You might have your rumblings, you know. People might have like got you know like made the feelings known about Alex Neal in the last few weeks, but they still wanted Preston to win a game of football. That, that yeah. that's what we all want. That's what we're all there for. It wasn't necessarily that they wanted Alex Neal to go. They wanted North End to be successful, and they yeah. thought for that to happen, Alex Neal yeah. had to go. But but first and foremost, he would have put a win before anything, you yeah. know. And and there'd be you know if, if fans have been if fans were able to be in Deepdale at the moment, which unfortunately they still can't be. Mm-hmm. I think they will they will. They will have got inside the stadium right behind McAvoy and uh, at home on Friday, watching on iPhone, listening to radio, listen, you know, all coverage. They'll be there. Oh, I really hope this guy gets us onto, you know, the right path. You know, so. would Alex Neal have lasted as long with fans? Well, that's the question. With fans, would our home record have been as poor? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, they they do say there's been a big tilt, and not just at North End, throughout the league yeah. towards across Europe. Towards better away results. Yeah. Now, I think you're all, you, you, your main judge is always your home form because that's where most of your fans are. You know, like you can take big away followings, but the majority, you know, your bigger ones are always going to be at home. You go, you're yeah. going to have most of your fans there. That's where most of your fans see you in your home stadium. Try not know? to make a Leeds joke when you talk about away fan followings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we, yeah, we took ten million. Yeah, but but you know what I mean. So I'm not. I don't know if North End with Fanzing would have lost five on the bounce at home mm. like they did at the start of the season, that ridiculous run. 
on the flip side of it, would they have gone to some of those places and won? You mm. know, on a would they have gone to Reading in a in a fuller stadium? Lots of Reading could be quite a soulless place, but you know, but mm. that kind of thing. Would they have been able to go to someone else's ground and win in the style they and have done? Even going they, back to last would, season, yeah. Would they have Would they have come back from two 0 down to win four two at Brentford? Yeah. If Brentford had had fans in Willow, yeah. you don't yeah. know. It, 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 it's a hard one. I think back if, if you go if, back to that yeah, looting game, if yeah. fans had been able to be that North End fans who were really looking forward to that game, did they just get beat, did they get beat three 0 and don't even turn up? No, no, exactly, you know, yeah. and then and then you're looking towards the playoffs again, and yeah. it's so it's it's a hard one whether you know if 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 the records had been the same with fans in, yeah. I don't think Alex Neal would have lasted the length of time he did, yeah. but. Um, on the flip side of that, I don't think the record, I don't think the home record would have been that poor had fans been in the stadium in the first place. Mm. So it's a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a chicken and egg one there. Yeah, and then Friday is a game that Alex Neal did usually uh, look forward to. Norwich at Norwich, home. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's Frankie McAvoy's old club as well. Yeah. He was there with him. He lasted longer because Alex went, was sacked by Norwich in the March. Uh, Alan Irvin, who was on the coaching mm-hmm. staff, used to be at North End, was put in main charge, but Frankie McAvenny was on... Uh, McAvenny, McAvoy, fucking... <laughs> uh, Frankie McAvoy was obviously on the Norwich staff and stayed on the Norwich staff working with him. Yeah. And I think he even got a f- the first couple of weeks of pre-season when Daniel Farke was um, appointed. Frankie got to work with him for a couple of weeks because... I remember interviewing Alex Neal at Stockport in a pre-season friendly. Alex had been appointed. I think he'd watched the game at Bamber Bridge, the friendly at Bamber Bridge. Then they'd mm. gone over to Ireland to train for a week. And then Stockport was the first game back. And I think Alex there talked about, oh, I'm going to be bringing Frankie McAvoy in next week. So McAvoy had got in the first couple of weeks at Norwich. So he said, you know, he was on Norwich's books until July 2017 while Alex had gone in the March, you see. So, uh, so he so should know everything about Daniel yeah, Farker. Well, he's going to know a little bit about <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. you know, like obviously there's a lot, a lot gone on since then, you yeah. know, Norwich have been up and down and whatever. And going back you know, up. Yeah, going <laughs> back up. Um, He's he got a good side there, hasn't he? Yeah. But, um, yeah. And they've what, kept a lot of the, Premier yeah. League player the pe- or the players that got them into the Premier League, haven't they? They re- like Jamal Lewis, mm-hmm. Ben Godfrey. Mm-hmm. I think that's really it, isn't it? From the like the standouts that they had mm-hmm. that they've lost. They've, they've they've kept the core. They've kept like Cantwell, yeah. Pookie. They've also got Jordan Hugo at yeah. North End. Yeah, uh, Ben Gibson's just been ruled out, but he's been having a good season. He's on loan from Burnley, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wendy is still knocking around, even yeah. though he's linked to people like Arsenal. Yeah, but um, to, to be fair though, you know, like North End went down there in in September. Mm-hmm. First away match, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. like it was a really good game. It was a two-all draw. Darnell Fisher scored first goal for North End, mm. only goal for North. And then End. Dave went streaking across the pitch. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it was that game. There was, um, you know, at Norwich's ground. There's a there's a hotel where in one corner, and some of the bedrooms look out onto the pitch, and there was four North intrepid North End fans <laughs> have booked themselves a couple of rooms there, and. Uh, Watch the whole game from uh, up there. Yeah. So great stuff. But no, it was a really, really good game. And the, I think Norwich only equalised five minutes from the end. Mm. You know, both, you know, the really first. sunny as well. I don't know why was, I remember that. It was, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like North End took the lead and then Norwich's equaliser was a mistake by Declan Rudd just pushed a header in from Pookie, didn't he? And mm. then he, North End regained the lead. And even Norwich's equaliser near the end got a deflection on the way in, you know. So they were a little bit unlucky that day. Yeah. And. The thing is, though, as we mentioned, they're just a very 
very good team yeah. throughout. And good they, away they, they look, as well, yeah. yeah, and they look pretty well set to yeah. go back up. They did what, you know, Burnley did where mm. they, you know, right, yeah. we, we were prepared to go back down. Yeah. But we'll come back up and we should hopefully stay up that time. They, yeah. they, you know, they've made a lot of money in the summer, so they're well placed mm. as a club. Mm-hmm. And what are they now? I'm just looking at it. Eight points clear at the moment. Yeah. And it's not easy in this current yeah. season know, to yeah. be so kind of comfortably ahead. They have really pulled away, haven't they? Mm. I think, I think, I think it, it was, was 10 points at one point. I think, I think before North End played him down there, I think Alex Neal had been talking about they probably spent more money since he came back down than they actually did when they were in the Premier League or mm. something. You know, they've, they, they, they certainly, when they went up to the Premier as you say, when they went up to the Premier League that first time back up, you know, uh, under Farkade, he probably did plan well. He might not stay up, but let's let's make sure we're really strong yeah. to get that bounce back. And I think if you got that plan to be a yo-yo club, I think that's fine for a little bit. Yeah, you know, like, and they've got the stability yeah. with Daniel Farker, who yeah. came in and they took them with from him, the they? Yeah. bottom end of Championship. Win wins the league. Yeah, should win it again. Yeah, I suppose it it shows what that stability can do for for those kinds of teams it's a big you know you think of their location tom you know they're stuck down there and you know in norfolk the norfolk's only club ipswich is a big rival and over the border in suffolk Hmm. they've got a big area to draw from and you know when when fans are allowed in they do get a very good you know like it you know um a good attendance down there and it's it's an it's a nice it's it's a decent stadium to go to i always find it's a good atmosphere in mm. there as well so. when you talk about the money that's been spent i think are always a, a good sort of sign of money being spent and more so money being well spent norwich's current goal difference is 29 mm. north ends is minus 10 <laughs> well, no, that, that is a big swing isn't it yeah and it just kind of shows where these two teams are because it mm. shows i think as well the liability the North End have had this season to be turned over mm-hmm. and lose by a couple. But it also shows Norwich's ability to mm-hmm. turn someone over. I'm not saying that's necessarily what they'll do to North End, but, mm-hmm. you know, they've got that in them, haven't they? They're yeah. a, they are a, a good side. Yeah. And I think it's a bit of a shame for Jordan Hugel's not been getting as, as much of a run out as he, I'm sure North End fans been, would like to have seen. I've not studied his stats completely, but obviously they've got Pookie up front, haven't they? That's where he wants to play. Mm. You're gonna pick Pookie ahead of Hugill at the moment, yeah. aren't you? He's a natural goal scorer. So yeah. Hugill's got three goals yeah. this season. How many starts? Six. Six. That's it. Yeah. yeah Seventeen yeah. appearances. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but even he's, then, it's a good option to have in oh your he squad. Is. He is. You know, yeah. like if oh, it's not trick. working yeah. with Pookie trying to run him behind, yeah. chuck him on and he'll disrupt any defense, won't he? We give our right arm to have Hugill as your main striker. Yeah. A lot of championship teams would. Well, Norwich are in that luxury position that you know they can have him as a backup. But uh, what yeah. what could be interesting, Tom? I've ever I've read it was only one piece to be fair on a website, a Norwich-based website down there about grumbling about having to play on Good Friday so soon after the in, uh, international break, which I've got a little bit of sympathy for. It's not just Norwich here, but a lot of teams with the, with the with the international breaks that used to be two games didn't it you used to play on the Thursday and the Sunday or mm. at the latest you used to be playing was a Tuesday night yeah. the way you know when they went into this international break now with having to squash more matches they're playing three games and a lot of teams are only playing on Wednesday mm. which means that the players everyone was clambering for more international yeah, fixtures yeah <laughs> you know that's chucked some Nations League games in <laughs> yeah. and everything but now you know like a lot of teams will be countries are playing Wednesday night, those players, the earliest they're going to get back to the clubs is like Thursday Thursday dinner time, Thursday afternoon. Mm. 
and the playing Friday. It's all about all the Premier League games are on Saturday and Sunday. But in the championship, you know, the EFL, it's a full round of fixtures on the on the Friday. Yeah. So there was a bit of a moan on this website I was reading about Norwich having a lot of players away on international duty who won't be backing Carrow Road until Thursday sometime. And, you know, they might squeeze in one training session if they're lucky mm. and they're playing Preston on the Friday. So maybe North End can take advantage there. It was rather a condescending piece and the fact that they said, oh, I'd be surprised if Preston have anyone on international duty. Mm. Apologies to the Faroe Islands or something like that. You know, but come on. Yeah. They've got two East players playing for the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Just my Luxembourg. But, but you know where I'm coming from there. There's a little bit sort of, you know, like yeah. kind of little, little club. You know, yeah. They might have someone playing for We're some, from the Premier League yeah, sort yeah, of mentality. So. But, you know, that, that Teams play, like Preston. You know, yeah, if they're thinking, if that mentality is thinking around there, oh, we've not got a lot of preparation time, that might mm. play into no fans' hands. I don't know. I know I noticed on the highlights last night, Pookie scored for Finland. Now mm. they've got another game on Wednesday. So, you know, I presume he'll play in that one. Mm. So. Norwich are in uh, pretty, pretty decent form. Mm-hmm. They've uh, unbeaten in 10. <laughs> the, 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 the form has dipped, though. They drew last time out against Rovers, and they yeah. won the previous nine. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if there's ever a time to play them. <laughs> Thanks to Rovers for softening them up. Yeah. But remember, like, uh, the last loss was against Swansea as yeah. well. Two seasons ago, they came they came here on a Wednesday night, and North End, they were in oh, dead good yeah. form there, and North End beating 3 That's when they were going yeah. up, yeah. Yeah, I think Ben Davis scored after a couple of minutes. With a half, an up, yeah. half an hour up, half an hour 3-0 up, weren't they? Yeah, did Dex save a penalty as well? Uh, think? Yeah, I think, I think so. Did. And then yeah. it was, I think it was 3-1 in the end. Yeah, it was, they, yeah, they, yeah. they came back a little bit in second half, but the damage was done, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And North End just completely blew them away. Mm. But North End were very liable to do that that season, they weren't were, they? They did it a few times. Yeah, yeah, but especially against like the top teams, they just come out. Mm-hmm. And, and match them up because yeah. I think was that was that the season Leeds were like right up there for a bit yeah, as well and I, mean, I think they yeah. did a similar thing to, to Leeds or, yeah. or something it was like that the season Leeds fell away and ended yeah. up in the playoffs wasn't it yeah yeah. yeah. where North End had just come out and go oh you want to play like that we yeah. will as well yeah. and then they didn't know how to cope and, and North End had just kind of mm. uh, play them off the park before they even you know they could even like pull the socks up yeah, yeah. Um, what what do we expect then from North End going into it I know we touched on it earlier. I think there's no point sitting back for a nil-nil and hoping you've got to say we've got to change that mindset. Mm-hmm. So you hope there's a little bit more attacking flow from him. Is there and anyone in particular? I know we've talked about Mulumbi as well before, but is there any anyone in particular, anything in particular, in particular mm-hmm. that you would like to see North End do? Well, I've 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 written a piece for today's paper. Um, about and on the website as well about talking LAP. about lap.co.uk yeah <laughs> just just talk about players who might benefit from mm. you know a change in manager now I've no inside info here, it's just my own thinking I thought try and get Reese back in there now you talk about Bayless was one who was overlooked he's still an unknown quantity whether whether you'd be brave enough to absolutely chuck him straight straight in after one championship start all season I don't know Against but the league leaders, against the league clear. leaders, yeah, that 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 might be pushing things. But then you go on about Malumbi, you know, you just again, they just need a, a slight change of personnel. You hope that Cunningham's back, you know, bringing him, you know, getting him fit again will be will be a big thing. But I just I just think we need to get get away from this sort of banging it up to Chad Evans with the same number ten, the same two wingers feeding off him. Just try and turn around, you know, like. I was talking to a mate about it. You know, he's, he even wondered, you know, 
wild card you stick someone like Billy Bowden in, you know. I'm just just a, it's a total change of mindset and psychology that can sometimes just sort of help flip it. I don't know. I don't Imagine know. if they can find a bit of form in somebody like Tom Barkeyson, who we've seen, yeah. you know, really puncture teams. Yeah. Who's just been off the pace. Same with DJ. Yeah. You can find a bit of form in them, find a bit of life in them. Yeah. It looks a lot different. Even get maybe Sinclair in the game. They need more to get Sinclair. Often. He's a leading goal scorer, got nine goals. He should have more, you know, but yeah. he's, he's in recent games on the wing. When he's been taken off, people do the stats, and he's had like fifteen touches. Yeah, or it's funny, like, like you yeah. say, he scored nine goals this season. I don't think I can pick out nine games that I can really think he's been involved in. No. He just seems to kind of get half a chance around the box yeah. and takes it. Yeah, and which is massive credit to him, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, congratulations to him as well for his uh, his uh, new child. Yeah, a son on his birthday as yeah. well. Yeah, his yeah. thirty-second birthday, he got a son. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, um, but it. <laughs> It, it probably shows his quality that he just doesn't... He's just not involved in games very much. And then he'll still pop up with a goal or two. And could we... I mean, we've mentioned it before. I wouldn't mind seeing him up front. Don't know. Get him up there. Maybe if there's a two. And and have him and, him and Chad Evans. Yeah, or him and Reese or something. Yeah. You know, just do something a little bit different. And maybe, you know, if they do play him wide... Cheat a bit, as he said. I hate that mm. phrase in football. Cheat, but doesn't need to do the tracking back as much. You know, there's against Luton. I just remember him seeing him. He was he was deeper than Vandenberg at times mm. in the like, covering back on the right hand side. And I thought he's not going to affect a game stood like ten yards outside his own box. Mm. You know, like. what do you want to see from the defense? Do you want to see Seth Vandenberg carry on at right back? Do you want to see Rafferty in there and maybe see Sepp in his, his more natural position, as he says? And at the moment, I'd leave Sepp as right back at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd teach him how to take a throw in <laughs> before because that is unforgivable. That you know, and Liverpool yeah. had a th- I'd literally had a throwing yeah. coach, yeah. But no, no, that, that was absolutely ridiculous. So I'd leave I'd leave him where he is at the moment. I thought Rafferty had a good game at left back mm. the other week against Luton. I thought he was out the outfield players. And I, I've said he this before there. on the podcast is that there was a period of time when we we're all going, Thank God for Joe Rafferty. Rafferty. You know, I think he's done better a steady in a way defender. I think he's done better at left back mm. in general, bar rovers at home when he got exposed yeah. horribly. We'll try not to go back <laughs> to that one. But in general, I think he's performed better as a left back mm. than he has as a right back. There's less emphasis on him going forward. He can yeah. just kind of turn inside and play safe, and you expect that a bit more. And yeah, he kind of gets away with it a little bit more. But, but I'd le- yeah, I'd, I'd leave Set there, and I'd I don't know, I'd I'd, I'd I'd maybe bring in Huntington, you know, for mm. for you know, might not be a popular opinion with some. It'd be an absolutely very popular with others, mm. you know. But I think stories at times just looked a little bit unsure. It might be that time for a bit of experience, Huntington and Lindsay together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And if they could get, you know, Cunningham or Hughes back, left back, you know, that, that gives them a, a, an older head as well. You know, but as I said, though, I thought Rafferty did well last time, but you got a more natural balance there, haven't you? I really wouldn't mind seeing three at the back. Yeah. Light Rovers. Well, a three at the back then gives you that option of playing. Story hunts. Yeah. It gets you two up front then, doesn't it? You know, which, you know, like, that was the way, that was one of the few times Alex Neal would go with two up front was when he played a 3 5 2. And I wouldn't put Brown at right back either. Well, he's not playing, is he, at the moment? Well, true. Yeah. But. Out of the equation for Easter. No, I wouldn't. No, no. But 
if you play three five two, you like can Barky or something. Yeah, three five two, you can play your wing backs as wingers. Yeah, you know, like. and I'd, have, I'd I'd probably have Cunningham on the left, mm. so you've got that like sort of defendery type, yeah. and then your other side yeah. you can go a bit a bit more. Yeah, yeah. If you could if you could select, you know, three centre halves, either you've you've got Lindsay can play as a left one mm. if needs be. You can even put Hughes in as that left one. Yeah, and then you've got a choice of um, Lindsay or Hunts down the middle. Yeah, you'd go, wouldn't you? Yeah, and then you got Story in there as well. You know, you've got that choice. As you say, Cunningham, we know he can get forward. Mm-hmm. He's more a defender, but you've got that sort of defensive facility down that yeah. side. Scored last time, didn't yeah, he? a bit more of a sort of Barkays and down one wing. You know, yep. absolutely bombing on. That's where you might get Sinclair playing as a striker. You know, play yep. him off a Reese or an Evans or something you know so, yeah. uh, and then you've got the kind of fluidity yeah. in the midfield where yeah. you can have someone like Whiteman and then you mm. can have essentially two eights or yeah. like two runners around him that can you've got to have Ledson have you've got to have Ledson in there mm-hmm. um, but, but then yeah. when he's when he's back available yeah how do you not pick club captain yeah well in there as well and then what, how do you get Malumbi in yeah. and then let's worry about that when at the moment yeah. he's not available for the next two games so True. let's forget about Brown you know this is this is about three yeah points. let's get points yeah, yeah, right, points okay, yeah. First, you know but you, you, to be fair I'd give Evans a rest up front I think he's been battered these last <laughs> few games you know he's been asked to do a lot um just and it's just He's had two weeks off in the fancy Exton facility I know, now. I know, but I'd, I'd, I'd just, again, I'd go for a different mindset. You know, mm. like, let's go for a, a, a different approach, you know. Mm. So, um, you know, I think he's done very well since he's come in. He's worked hard, but, you know, let's have something a little bit different. Yep. At the end of the day, North End have lost four out of the last five. They've not scored for three games. Let's have a look at something different. Can't get any worse, can no. it? It's one of them, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll go... We'll touch on uh, Swansea as well. We follow quickly mm-hmm. after the Norwich game. Norwich on on Good Friday. Swansea on Easter Monday. Mm. Um, they obviously we're recording it on the on the Monday, so they haven't yet played Birmingham. But Swansea at the moment just lost to Cardiff. Just lost to Swansea, who were two teams. Swansea lost to Swansea. Uh, lost to Bournemouth. Yeah, <laughs> lost <laughs> to themselves. They beat, beat, yeah. they beat themselves. They played themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then they're, 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 you know, Swansea will never want to lose to Cardiff. Bournemouth are, are right up in there. And Alex Neal actually singled out Swansea mm-hmm. as, in terms of the teams that are up there, that was before Barnsley crashed the party. But one team that he said they're having a really good season, he must not have expected them to be up there. But to be fair, as things stand, they're yeah. currently third in the league. And to be fair, they, they made the playoffs last season. Mm. You know, when you get, you know, they got knocked out by Brentford, didn't they? Mm. In the yeah, Brentford wasn't it? Yeah, in, in the semis. Yeah, so you de- and they ran them close as well. So having having gotten to the playoffs last season, you would I would have expected them to be challenging up there again. Mm. They've kept some players who came down from the Premier League. They've recruited others. They've, yeah. they've gone quite heavy in the loan market at times. Yeah, they lost a few loans last yeah. year, didn't they? Because mm-hmm. they had Brewster and, and Gallagher who are now playing in the Premier yeah. League. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, you know, the the, the 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 worry to me about going to Swansea is that we've got an absolute rotten record mm. down there. We've, we've, we've lost all the games with North End have played at the Liberty Stadium. Mm. Even at the Betch field before that, I don't know if you remember the Betch Tom. With uh, it before me yeah, that day, I'm yeah. afraid. <laughs> Even then, the record's not great. I think I think the last time we got a point there was in 1988. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying we've played them every season since, <laughs> yeah. but it, it, we, we, 
North End and, and that area of South Wales doesn't seem to sort of fit too well together, but you never know. <laughs> I remember going, I think I was still at uni at the time, I remember going, going with my dad and uh, the coach got delayed. Mm-hmm. We got there 10 minutes after the start of the game. Right. It was raining. We were queuing outside, getting soaked. We got inside and as soon as we got inside, I think North End conceded a penalty and then we lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that sums up the experience of uh, North End in Swansea, I think. That's right. I remember that because, um, yeah, because last time we played there was... It was when Louis Malt got his injury, wasn't it? But mm. it was a, I think it was a time before that yeah, when, when we got beat. Yeah, what was the score in that long? What was it? What, the one I went yeah. to? It wasn't a 1-0. I was thought it was 1-0. Yeah, it was a penalty. Yeah, penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. But I remember the, the there's two press boxes at, um, at, at, at Swansea. And you've got, like, at the back of the stand, you've got this one for the radio lot. And mm. then further down the stand, with a better view, you know, where you're nearer the pitch, is um, where the writers go, well... But it's like on a concourse and it's just normal desks, you know, like not fixed fixed desks or fixed seats, you know, mm. like they put some desks in and some chairs. This was pre <laughs> Like a, an th- exam at school yeah, or something. Yeah, this, this is pre-COVID. It's nothing to do with like uh, social distancing. They just thought, well, spread, you know, I think it was from the Premier League days when they used to get a lot more reports there. Radio's in one place, right, is in the other. But you're on this like public concourse. So you got these... People are bringing the brews and the pints up and, and, and leaning on your, <laughs> reading over your shoulder, your team sheets and things like that. And then that, that one when you were there, it was absolutely poured it down, yeah. didn't it? But the range of sweeps in. And I was like, my laptop's going to get absolutely soaking here. So I managed to catch your seat up with what with the radio lads. Otherwise, like, I think the laptop would have like been sort of electrocuted me part way through, you know. But, uh, so, the way our so laptops just, are these days. Yeah, just pray it doesn't rain on Monday, you know. Cause, yeah. Uh, because with social distancing and whatnot, I think we'll be well spread out around that, yeah. around there. So, But no, just hoping a change of luck there. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've watched some rotters there. I remember <laughs> went under Darren Ferguson a couple of times. I think they got beat 4-0 one game. I think it was Scott Sinclair's debut for Swansea. All right. We played in yellow and blue and Danny Mayer was playing that year and we got mm. beat um, 4-0. And then there was another time early in Ferguson's reign went there. They kicked it off at half twelve because Wales were playing in the fi- Six Nations later that afternoon, and like the police will not do football, and people in the pubs watching the games on the same day, so mm. you know at the same time. So had to trek down to Swansea for an half twelve kickoff. That was fun, and they lost two <laughs> nil. I think Eddie Nolan went storming off the pitch when he was substituted and wouldn't shake hands and uh, <laughs> things like that. Happy days. Was it not the Swansea game earlier on in the season that was Scott Sinclair's debut for North End? Last season, it was, yeah, last season. Yeah, well, we won, early on season. No, no, we won, it wasn't, he scored his first goal against yeah. him, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It, I remember that, and it was like, it was like, um, oh, is this is this who we've got? Yeah. Is it runs off like the pitch, puts it in from the edge of the park? Like, oh, we need him to do, that's what we need him to do. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, because yeah. it's so, I feel like it's so rare mm. that he kind of takes the ball on and goes, right, I'm going to beat you. Yeah, yeah. He's not that kind of player at all. I don't yeah. think he's a dribbler. I think he's but he's got it in him, man. Yeah. He's got yeah. the pace, and he, he used to he used to try and take people on. He used to try and go past people. Mm-hmm. Yet his game seems to have, have changed. I don't yeah. know whether it was before North End or because a lack of lack of game time. It kind of naturally you don't want to mm-hmm. try and push it or go past people. Yeah. But hopefully we can see a bit more from him. Yeah, taking people under on. under. Get- Frankie McAvoy. Get him in the box. That's mm. where he's going to do the damage. Yeah. In and around the box. Yeah. Well, as long as they have some good players, don't they? I think Jamal Lowe's like the um, 
the main man up front. They've got Andre Ayew as well, who yeah. who will be on a obscene amount of money for yeah. for this level. Stuff like that. Twenty million, didn't yeah, they? from yeah. from West Ham, and I think Jamal Lowe's quite an interesting one yeah. where he kind of didn't really hit it off too much at Wigan, but he's yeah. gone to Swansea as the, the the number nine, and he's done he's done quite well there. Hasn't Link with North and North End were having a sniff mm. at him a couple of times. I think he went from Portsmouth to Wigan, didn't he? And I think North End had a look at him when he was at Portsmouth. Yeah, went for like one point three yeah. million something yeah. like that. And then last summer when Wigan hit the financial problems, I think they were having a look at him then. Mm. Certainly, you know, Alex Neal was, and uh, he ended up going to Swansea. So, you know, yeah. the, the administrators sold him there. So yeah. for a not massive fee compared to, yeah. you know, what what potentially he could have uh, gone for. Wigan just got ripped apart, didn't they? I mean, Kiefer mm. Moore, what did he go for in the end? Like 2 million? Even, like yeah, 1.82 million. Like, that's insane. Yeah. I know, worth a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you look through the squad, Andre Ayew, Jamal Lowe, the, going through the top sc- in order of top scorers as well, Co- Connor Hurahan, mm-hmm. oh, I think it's, who, is it Hurahan, I think yeah. it is, um, who um, joined on loan, and like, he, like you say, they dipped into the loan market, that's a good yeah. that's a good play to have, experience. Got an injury, didn't he get an injury knows. in his last game though, he had oh, to did he? carried off or something, so oh. he might have to check on his oh. fitness, I'm sure I saw him coming off quite, quite a bad injury, so... yeah. Um, I don't think maybe the international breaks. He's not in the island squad, mm. so maybe an international break will give him a chance to go. But um, but no, he certainly came off. I'm sure with an injury mm. in, in the last game or the last but one. So. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting test. I mean, if they come right, how many points do you want to come away from this weekend with? What's a what's a good what's a good what's a good taking? If I did, well, <laughs> if they got draw, draws in both, you wouldn't sniff at two points, would you? Yeah. If they could win one and lose one, they'd be even further ahead. But, you know, you mm. want to get out of this losing. If if, if, if you're going to pin us down to sort of you get a result out of one of them, you want a result out of Norwich to break the chain, don't you? You know, get him off to a good start, get, get, get themselves. You know, to go to Swansea on the back of another defeat on top of what they've already had would be... Not good, you know. So if they could, if you had to say, well, you can get something out of one game and not the other, you know, I'd go more. Yeah, we need something out of Norwich. Do people take a, a point from the weekend going into it thinking, I mean, the chances are we're going to lose both. I take a point and and you know because they, got they've got these three because yeah, yeah. there's these three games yeah. where it's Norwich, Swansea, Brentford that you think oh, it's hard. I think to I think out of, I think they're capable of getting something out of at least one of those. Yeah. Um, if they, you know, if they, if if they play it right, so you you know. maybe hoping for three points out of the three games, yeah, get, 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 take, you, take a win, three draws, whatever yeah. you know. It's if you came out with a win and a draw out of three of them, yeah, it's happy plenty, days, isn't it? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, but then you are then the pressuring, you know, the pressure increases on the ones after that. You know, mm. you've got to go to Stoke. You got to, you got to. Uh, can you do it on a, yeah. on a Saturday in Stoke? Yeah, you've got, you've got the dar- derby, derby on a Tuesday night. One of the points, Coventry. Yeah, and Barnsley. Got to try and stop Barnsley. Yeah, Oof. you know, so which Sheffield Wednesday did bizarrely did before the international break, you yeah. know. But you don't want to be... Pi- if you could get, you know, if you could get four points on the board in the next three games, you know, you're near enough. You're another win away then, aren't you, really? Currently nine points away yeah. from the relegation zone, but Rotherham have four, four games, games in hand, hand yeah. on PNE. Although the next best team is Birmingham on thirty-eight. So yeah. if you if you discount Rotherham and say they're going to get another three, four points, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, out of the next four games in hand, mm-hmm. North End are currently six points yeah. above a team who's probably more realistic. Yeah. Let's say. I think I think Rotherham have to play Birmingham at one point. They do. I know that for a certain. So. 
someone there is going to take mm. points off each other, isn't there? So mm. they play. Ro- yeah. They play. They play each other when North End are playing Stoke. Yeah, the way the, the day after the way you look at it. North End, you want them to do the job themselves. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be relying on other clubs. You, you know, like ideally, you, you will be looking at other results. Oh, yeah, they've lost another or whatever. Rotherham play four times in eight days at one point. That's mm. a hell of a, you know... That's w- barring another COVID outbreak. Cause <laughs> yeah, you know, so there, there's going to be some tide. Like, they will be able to rotate things around. You know, they, mm. they've, they've got a squad available to them. But that's, that's going to be some ask. And as I say, we're, we're worried about Rotherham's four games in hand over us, but the four games in hand over teams as well who have less points than us, you know. So yeah. there are other teams under threat as well as North End. But North End have to be in the mindset of look after yourselves. You know, forget what other teams are doing. Make sure you, make sure you, we stay up with enough points from the job we've done, rather than having to rely on others. Yeah, there's five teams with worse points total. So never mind, it's it, goal difference or things mm. being tight. There are there are mm. five teams with worse points total at North End that that mm. will be overtaken before yeah. North End. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not doom and gloom, and it's it's a shame that we are having to talk about relegation and yeah. talk about making sure it is going to be safe. It is a realistic possibility, you know, yeah. like because of Rotherham situation, you yeah. know, like normally sixteenth place with a nine point gap, you you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be worried, would you? Mm. You know, but mm. uh, and I think as well, having been in League One fairly mm. recently, you kind of you kind of know the trap it can be, and yeah. and oh, and. And what it was like, it's like, let's just make sure we're a championship side and go yeah. from there oh, and then yeah, get yeah. back to yeah. focusing and being in the top half and, and things like that. Yeah, you got, yeah, you you know, I, re- I remember once North End went down, it was it was, it was was like when they went down under um, Phil Brown and people were looking forward to League One, you know, yeah. we had 11 years at championship level. Yeah. This will be a doddle. We'll take big away followers yeah. everywhere. Let's just go and win every week. We're, we're, yeah. And and to be fair, he started off really well mm. with those seven wins. And then it was absolutely awful. Mm. You know, like he slid in, Brown lost a, you know, lost a lot of games when Wesley came in and we had that. And it was an awful time in the end. And, you know, even Simon Grayson's sort of first full season when they were expected to go up, we failed in the playoffs, you know, got beat by Rotherham, yeah. you know, then they blew automatic promotion the next season, got up through the playoffs at Wembley, which was yeah, a fantastic yeah. day, you know, like, lifted it. But it's a hard division to get out of, so don't, yeah. you know, we don't want any of that mindset, oh, we can go down and reboot or something, and yeah. forget that. Especially, like. I think, as well, with the way North End recruit, they recruit from below. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like, I, I, you look at the way North End kind of came up, mm. You're getting Beckford, I think, Bolton were in the championship at the time, weren't they? Yeah. You know, people, you know, they, they were generally were recruiting from above and mm. I don't think that necessarily would be the case if nothing dropped no. down. No, you exactly. Know, yeah. It might be a longer a longer rebuild. So you kind of do have to talk about relegation because as long as they're in the championship, it puts yeah. them in such better foot. And then, like you say, 60 applicants. Yeah. That's not necessarily going to be the case mm-hmm. or as much of the case if, yeah. if they were closer. And no. I think people realise that there isn't, Enough of a threat to be too worried, and there is a, a, a there is a good opportunity there. I think a lot of a lot of people who will have applied will have been thinking, "I want you know." They're looking at is I could manage a championship club, or mm. I could be head coach of a championship club. Mm. They're not thinking along the lines I might have to manage in League One. That might yeah. change the whole dynamics of what they go for. You know, yeah, so. yeah. But Dave, I think for us this week, that's about it. We'll be recording. Um, towards the middle of next week after the after the two games so yeah. we'll be back again uh, next week mm-hmm. but uh, 
If you want to keep in touch with us both on, on Twitter, it's at Tom Sandals and at Seds underscore LEP. Keep in touch with at LEP underscore football for all the LEP stories and at LEP.co at LEP.co.uk for uh, daily Preston North End content and stories and buy yourself a paper as well while you're out there. So uh, I think all that's left to say really is uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Like I say, fingers crossed for uh, a better Easter anyway. And uh, that's just hope North End can get themselves pushing in the right direction. Yeah, lockdown's lifting. It's yeah. all it's all coming together slowly, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, fingers crossed. That's, yeah. uh, that's getting in the right direction. Yeah, thank you very much for listening.